0: Hello and welcome to the sixth installment of the Extreme Hardware Podcast, episode number five. Today we have with us a rather full house of guests. We have our ever insightful and wonderful gamer girl, Kat.
1: Hi.
0: Right. And uh, yes, (laughs) we also have the illustrious and illuminous and illustrative candy man, Mr. Frickfrock. Thanks. Greetings, salutations. As always. And then we have our self-proclaimed certified manlet, Simmons. Hi, that's me.
1: What's, what's <laughs> a manlet?
2: Um, um, somebody below the height of 5'7", I, I
3: believe. Okay. No, it's under 6'0". Under 6'0". Oh, oh, wow. Okay. If your height starts with 5', you're a manlet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. right. Good to know.
0: And uh, last but not least, we have our, well, certified non-manlet person who really needs to get a haircut, Dr. Christopher Unicorn.
3: Yeah, Alex uh, almost read out my uh, my screen name in Discord, but he probably shouldn't. <laughs>
0: I, uh, I didn't, but I was going
3: to, but then I didn't. That's what we call an inside joke. That you people don't get to know about. Uh,
0: that's fine. It's only it's like the third time trying to do this intro, but hey. <laughs> I one. screwed
3: up the first two. <laughs> yes, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Actually, no, Alex screwed up the uh, the second one. I screwed up mm. the first and the third. Alex, so moving you said on it was to our first episode. topic. <laughs> What's new in the world of tech, Alex?
0: <laughs> yes. So moving on quickly from Chris to something relevant. Um, yeah, that's me. No, it's not you, actually. Oh, yeah, Intel. you're right. Intel is uh, they kind of pushed forward their Cascade Lake X release date and specifications because it got leaked. So, um, you know, very unbusinesslike, like They just decided to go, hey, we're just going to... Give you all the official information anyway, which is a bit odd. Um, we did t- talk about the Cascade Lake X on a previous podcast episode where they brought up that it's going to be 2.39, I think, price to performance better than their previous offerings. And I'm um, oh no, sorry, it's up to 2.09% better than the previous uh, offerings. And it does seem they've just done that by slashing the prices a fair whack. Uh, which a fair whack yes yeah. oh okay. so
1: how much how much is a fair whack
0: quite a lot of wax
1: okay <laughs> and
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't bode that well for performance, really it's probably again not a big jump uh so if you want to know the fair whack the um the top of the line 10980 nine eighty x e which is a terrible name uh which replaces yeah, the ninety nine ADXE, is um, $780. Ooh.
3: No. Um, what do you mean no?
0: That's still a lot of the, money.
3: The top tier is $979. Thank you.
0: Okay, and <laughs> the... I 90- by dollars Alex. No, I'm off by $1. No,
3: you said $700. I'm pretty sure I said $980. By
0: uh, the way, uh... <laughs> way, it's $980. The $99... 99- ATXE which it replaces was $1979 so it's a lot cheaper like a thousand dollars cheaper and um, it's boasting 18 cores 36 threads you know 24.75 megabytes of L3 cache 4.8 gigahertz single core boost 3.8 gigahertz uh, all core boost so yeah same amount of cores and threads just one of those things that I feel
4: like should make me really excited. But I, I'm just so mad because it just proves that they were overpricing the hell out of their chips for years and years. Well, I mean, I mean But didn't yeah, yeah, we
5: all know
1: point. that, though? Like, didn't we all kind of know that?
4: Like, let me believe. Okay, let me believe okay, that right. in yeah, it for true. me. I'm yeah. just thinking, like, okay, I know what, what the whole thing is. AMD is for the people and Intel is for enterprises. I get it. I understand. But for to have the, the price be so, like... It's not a small amount, man. These are significant uh, chunks, slashes, whatever you said. It's a lot of money. And I'm like, well, I feel like they could have done this so, so much earlier and really gotten a lead in the market and like maybe cut off uh, AMD at their, at their knees a little bit.
2: Well, I mean, honestly, I feel like they were well within the right to do so even though it was not in justified pricing just because there was nothing to compete with it for the longest while. And now that Epic processors are proving to be for the
0: enterprise, then now Intel has to react. Yeah, yeah, true, but it, true. Like, but still, like Frick said, it's not like it was a $200 or, you know, 10, 20% price cut that we've seen from, um, No, you know, other companies. It's like, hey, we're going to reduce the price of this product by more than half.
3: Yeah, you know? it's, uh, I think, the smallest price cut uh, proportionally Um, the 10 core, uh, generation over generation got cut by a third Mm. and that's, that's, that's that's the smallest, like that's still a lot of money. Um, one thing that's interesting though, and I just now noticed this looking at the spec sheet, um, the 10 core and the 12 core both have less cash than they did uh, last generation. So they could technically perform slightly worse. I don't think they will, but they could uh either way you're still saving a buttload of money so that's fine
0: yeah like if we want to kind of extrapolate some kind of performance they said up to 2.09 times savings and the top of the line gets the biggest price cut yeah um so at most it's a nine percent increase because it's well cut the price by half actually more than half so it's probably like at most seven percent performance increase as measured as measured by intel Well, honestly, two point oh nine to me just sounds like the the price per dollar increase
2: is just due to the price cut.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it.
2: It it just seems like it's a
0: it's a negligible performance yeah increase. And then clocks
3: go up a little bit, but that's it. So fourteen millimeter plus plus
4: plus plus plus, and that probably helps a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. They also are in increasing, are they increasing the PCIe lanes? I think they
3: are. Kind of. So long story short, they always had like 48 lanes at technically 64. That's a long story. They always had 48 lanes in the Silicon, but there were just four of them disabled for uh, LGA 2066. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's no real reason for it since it's not even close to competing with like the bigger Xeons or the smaller core stuff. There's no reason. Um, Mm. to do that. But yeah, they did it anyway. Do you think that was
2: for product segmentation? Because I know like the Xeon equivalent of these CPUs obviously had the full unlocked lanes.
3: No, the Xeon W, the W2100 line, I don't think they had 41 lanes. Uh, Let me check. Xeon uh, W2100, I guess, ARC? Sure. Because last... Okay, here we go. Top tier, uh, 2195. 46 bit. 48 lanes. Oh, no, the Xeons actually did have 48 lanes. Yeah, so,
2: so basically it was for product segmentation, huh. and they are only unlocking uh, the full lanes to the quote-unquote consumer CPUs because you can buy a 64 PCI lane Threadripper soon. Trademark. That's
3: very silly then that they would do that, because like, they already did like product segmentation from you don't get ECC or you don't get whatever other server-oriented features, because it's not a Xeon. But it's like, not out they're of They're not really cannibalizing things. No, no, um, they
2: they made it really clear with their different product SKUs, says if you want all of these features, you are going to spend four times, sometimes even more money, on this CPU that you're going to get negligible performance increase, but you get all the features that you're looking for. It's been like that for a long time.
3: Well, I mean, and, like, equivalent Xeon and equivalent consumer chips are usually the same price. Like if you look at single socket Xeon E five or mm-hmm. Xeon W compared to I seven extreme, it's usually about the same price or like Xeon E three to core I five core I seven. Yep. It's about the same. Uh, and they usually have like the same specs other than one has ECC and one might have an unlocked multiplier. Like there's really little difference there. Um, understandable. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, um, i I don't know. Uh, it, it, other-
2: it just sounds like an. It, it seems like this product is an answer to the fact that they don't have anything to put out right now. And this is
3: just the next product for them. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, there's no new silver. There's no Cooper Lake yet. Um, one thing that I am kind of curious about. So I, I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, LGA 2066 should be able to support more PCI Express lanes than it does, I think. Um, because this is now for single socket only, so they don't have to support any QPI links or UPI links for multi socket stuff. They can just reallocate the pins that they would have used for that for PCI Express. Um, and I'm kind of curious as to why they didn't do that, unless it's to just keep the platform compatible. Wouldn't compatible that be a change
2: made to the to the uh, the interface side of the CPU in terms of a oh, wiring? Oh, wait, no, hang thing. on.
3: Yeah, you're right, because if the last-gen W's also did that, yeah, yeah, they'd have to do that. Yeah, Intel yeah. wouldn't do that until next-gen. It was like
2: that thing with Threadripper versus uh, the Epic when um, I believe it was Bauer was doing the testing to see if you could actually take a Threadripper CPU, or no, an Epic CPU, and put it onto X2, is it X399, I believe. And all uh, he had SP3? to do... Yes, thank you. And all he did was take a little piece of electrical tape and cover up a single pin on the CPU... Yeah. and it posted but it didn't work hmm. because the the pinout was different yeah you just did that to prove a point and it's like well this this makes sense however da 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 da, da. yeah and it's it's something that's just completely just changed the electrical side of it
3: yeah uh, i'm also curious because i've gotten rid of Sixteen core SKU. It's eight hundred bucks for fourteen and a thousand bucks for eighteen. So we would expect nine hundred bucks for eighteen or for sixteen, but that's just not there. But Mm -hmm. then the twelve core SKU is, and I'm kind of unclear on that. It's like why did they think there was no gap between fourteen and eighteen, but there was a gap between ten and fourteen?
2: But also the price difference between the the twelve and the or or the the fourteen and the eighteen versus the twelve and the fourteen eight
3: scales. Well no, I mean it's $100 every two. Years. Yeah, so, so so you they, they, they just could, skipped. Yeah, the they skipped. Yeah. So why did they skip one but not the other? Who knows,
0: honestly. Um, uh, yeah. Also, am I the only one who's actually
3: not
2: upset with this naming convention?
0: Yeah, that's, pro- probably. So, I, mean, that's
2: <laughs> I mean, yes, it is, but they already kind of screwed themselves once they hit the 9000 series CPUs. And in order to ma- maintain ca- integrity, the 10 was the only other option. Yes, oh, the name is ridiculous.
4: Gone, they could have gone full NVIDIA with their GPUs since 1160s. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. A uh, real easy on. What else? What well, else so, I mean, just, I think with NVIDIA,
2: the they can just afford to do away with any sort of consistent naming convention. Yeah, I don't yeah.
3: Think NVIDIA cares <laughs> exactly.
2: But on in, on the Intel side, where they're selling CPUs on a very very wide market, be it um, you know system builders, uh, server builders, uh, just general CPUs, and uh, they kind Actually, of need some consistency.
3: No, you know who cares even less than NVIDIA. AMD on the GPU side of things. We went from Radeon <laughs> yeah. 1000 through Radeon 8000. Uh, then we went to like R9 200 and R9 300. And then yep. that became RX 400, RX 500 yep. and the RX 600 series exists, but it's OEM exclusive. And then there's like the RX 5000 series that came out of nowhere. Yeah, but it sounds kind of like RTX 5000, I guess. that like the HD 5000 series. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Oh, God, yeah, it's uh, like it. I don't like it at all. It's very yeah. not good.
2: Basically, the naming, <laughs> uh, the naming for the GPU market does not matter. It is the wild west of naming conventions, and yeah. CPUs actually are apparently forced to maintain some form of standard. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, because uh, then I, I'm curious about the server side GPUs. I'm fairly certain that those, uh, at least from the NVIDIA perspective. Uh, the server side, uh, Tesla, or is it Tesla's? Am I? Yeah, uh, Quadro. Well, quadros, Tesla thank for you. server, Quadro for workstation. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those are just marketed as their chip name.
3: So. Uh, only the only uh, GP100 and uh, GV100. The other ones are like um, Quadro, like. 4000, Quadro 6000, etc. Yeah, and they'll have like K in front for Kepler, M in front for Maxwell. um Right. Tesla's are the same way, except they're all kind of a mess. Yeah, it's okay, so, so dumb. It's very dumb. It doesn't matter in the end. The best naming convention was done by 3DFX,
4: who named their graphics cards. I know this is groundbreaking. Voodoo one, Voodoo two, Voodoo three. <laughs> That's how they did it. And it worked.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, the good old days of having one single chipset. <laughs> <laughs> it
4: was one, back two, three, wild, four
3: 3D there graphics. <laughs> um, but above all, regarding the, the Intel thing, just back to that for a second. This is the third generation on the exact same platform yep. that Intel is releasing the same 18 core CPUs. And like, yes, it's Cascade Lake instead of Skylake. But it's the same thing. It's like hardened for Spectre and Meltdown and hardware. So it might be faster because of that. It's it, you're, you're not getting anything new. It's very boring. Right. Meanwhile, Threadripper is very new. and Right now, 12-core Threadripper 1920x, 200 bucks on Amazon. Go buy one. Like No. Okay, Simmons, first of all, you absolutely... I hate you. Uh, second of all, yeah, like Threadripper's exciting. The old stuff is cheap, and the new stuff is going to be real neat. Intel is not doing...
4: Trying to tell me the
3: 980X is a horrible investment? Oh no, 980X. Golf Town was great, dude. Golf Town is God tier. S tier. A little bit old
0: now. It speaks truth. But yeah, uh, these Intel Cascade Lake X CPUs are dropping tomorrow, actually, October the 7th. So Ooh. expect a bunch of reactionary benchmarks to come out. I'm sure a lot of reviewers are not happy about the the release day suddenly being shoved forward means they have to kind of shift around their schedules and stuff. But it'll be interesting now. Um, They've kind of shoved HEDT back into kind of a little bit of an affordable standpoint. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's still got a long way to go before you can actually think about, you know, realistically buying one and getting increased performance on all fronts, really. Mm -hmm. Because these
3: things will be harder to overclock than the consumer counterparts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just... Basically dead. Like, everything's running so close to the edge at this point. And they have to sell it that way.
0: Well, yeah. I think, like, it's going to... In terms of overclocking on Intel's side now, I think the 99... Well, the 9000 series kind of shows where it is, where you're not really pushing much past beyond 5 gigahertz. You're just kind of raising all the cores up to 5 gigahertz. And uh, with the 9900K S turbo boosting all cores to 5 gigahertz... That's yeah, pretty much what you want to do anyway. So, right. And AMD's um, sort of boost system is very, very good. So overclocking those often actually results in negative performance gain, if you will, because you need to disable that as far as I'm aware.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's basically just pushed overclocking to the liquid nitrogen realm, which is kind of a shame from the general consumer hobbyist perspective. But I, I think it's also kind of neat just
0: showing what can be pushed from the factory these days. Yeah, because uh, I do believe that GPU overclocking, for example, has also gone down a lot. I yeah. don't really overclock mine because I don't get much of a benefit from it.
3: Yeah, boost you know? algorithms, just like if there is mm. thermal headroom and there is like power limits available, then it will. That, but that is also, I th- yeah, it.
0: We, we won't really know like maybe 10 nanometer from Intel will be different, you know. Nah, so, 10, just, 10 you,
3: nanometer is right now ice lakes talk um and all
2: right chris you up. need to repeat yourself what? you are you uh, we're gonna probably need to edit the podcast here because you were dropping what? out through i edit. don't know
3: what the problem is my mic's right next to my mouth hi how's this is it better oh god my audio yeah <laughs> um no hi
4: okay you, know, you might you uh, might have to set your uh your gain settings on discord are you on auto or are you push to talk
3: uh, I'm on voice detect and my mouth is here. Automatically okay. determine input sensitivity. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. that's that's cool. Discord, you, you change that for me. It changes that when you um, change microphones. Yes. Ah, uh, OK, so probably when I unplugged my microphone and plugged mm-hmm. it back in at one point. Yep. Uh, yes, that. <laughs> that's a thing to check.
0: Hi, OK. Um, what is um forty four minus seventeen, or what? What is what timestamp was this? Uh, sixteen minutes plus seven is twenty one minutes. Okay. Yeah, it got bad when you're like ranting because then it just it just cut out for no reason.
3: Yeah, I don't know, weird. dude. Um, yeah. Well, it's much better now. Okay, mm. that's good. I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. Discord can have their stupid ass cutesy ooh woo messages, but they can't have <laughs> consistency. Ooh, ooh, yes, go, go back to your uh, little tirade,
0: real quick. I just, don't just, remember. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Can we just be quiet for like a little bit so I can see it easily? Yeah.
3: It's picking up the goddamn AC, isn't it?
0: It's fine. Fine. Okay. Okay. Well, we can continue now. Uh, okay, I have no idea where we were.
2: So, uh, <laughs> so, we, we, we will just call it technical difficulties, and I guess we can pick up at the next
3: topic. <laughs> uh, Alex, so when you cut off that out, please add some like Mariachi band music for a few brief seconds.
0: <laughs> oh, should I just should I, wait should I just go straight to like Mariachi music and we should just come back saying, hi, we're having technical difficulty <laughs> <hours later. laughs> You know what you should just come back uh, just like, cut out that
2: portion where you tripped on technical difficulties and, yeah. and then we'll just continue. Yeah, sorry, (laughs) we're having technical. (laughs) (laughs) All
3: right, so this never happened. Uh, Next story. There we go. Grand Theft Horso or other things.
2: Yeah, you you know, you brought it up. Uh, Tell us about it, Cynical.
3: Uh, Grand Theft Horso. That's a game that I care about because it's a rock star game. Uh, Grand Theft (laughs) Horso 2. Uh, finally hits PC next month, and a Steam release is coming in November. So, oh yeah, yeah, this has made a lot of people angry. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Grand Theft Horso, the the hit um, Brockstar game, uh, it's Grand Theft Auto with horses, um, is finally getting ported to PC, so that's exciting. And uh, Grand Theft Horso Online, I assume, will be coming with it as well. Uh, there's no trailer yet for the game, apparently, but they are pro- uh, Rockstar is promising graphical improvements and some new missions and whatnot. Um, so pre orders will begin on October 9th for the Rockstar Games launcher. Uh, it's currently exclusive. Yeah, Rockstar is their own launcher now, so that's lovely. Well, not now.
0: They've had oh. it for a long time, actually. Uh, GTA well, 5 goes through the launcher. Oh, does it? Look look that well, they call it Social Club. Yeah, it's actually not that invasive because. Oh, Steam is that what Social
3: Club is? That's the launcher. Yeah, okay. Steam it's launches that, that the launcher. Yeah. That was there since. Silly. I thought Social Club was different. at some point. Okay, well, either way. Um, Guys,
1: there's oh. a, there's a cat on my lap.
3: Pet the cat,
2: <laughs> please. Am. Pet the cat.
1: Of course
2: I am. Good boy. So so wait, hold on. Am I reading this correctly? So so it's released on the Rockstar Launcher on October 9th. It's then available for pre-orders for Epic, Humble, GameStop, Green man whatever. For on November 5th? Or is it it, so it's gonna be released?
0: Um, no, so pre-orders on the Rockstar Game launcher will open on October the 9th. Oh my
3: god. Okay, let's let's look this through. So Grand Theft Horso will have pre-orders begin on October 9th, pre-orders for a digital good. Great. Yes. It mm. will be exclusive to that. Wait, so no. it'll be
0: exclusive to exclusive the Rockstar to... Games Launcher, the Epic Store, Humble Store, oh
3: GameStop, <laughs> Green Man Gaming. No, Alex, hang on a second. Let's go through the dates. October 9th, Rockstar Games Launcher pre order exclusive. October 23rd, pre orders open up for uh, other platforms for a little bit. Yes, it, uh, pre-orders will also be available via Epic Store, Humble Store, GameStop, Green Band Gaming and some other retailers on October 23rd, which means we have like a two week window where you can only pre-order through the Rockstar Launcher, but it doesn't yeah. come out until November 5th.
5: Yeah. So it's, it's like
3: is- a, it's a mm. timed exclusive for pre-orders and the timed <laughs> exclusive Exclusivity ends before the game comes out. Well, here's what the go-
4: though.
3: Oh, I oh, hate this. I think my favorite one that is
4: that you get a bunch of free games if you order if you pre order through the launcher, and yeah. you get those two free games immediately. You can choose from GTA Three, Vice City, San Andreas, Fully, La That's Noir, so and Max Payne. So you get a bunch of free games. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about about that. The second you get them, you can just return your pre order
2: and just keep the free games. <laughs> But I've done that a bunch of times. Oh, that's wonderful. And, but, yeah. and then, of course, the, the, the last excerpt is it will eventually come to Steam, but unknown
3: date in December. So they've got exclusivity for a month, which means people are going to get very angry about this timed exclusivity, a very vocal minority, because Grand Theft Horso is a rock star game. It will sell a lot of copies for that month. Oh, absolutely. Nobody who is complaining thing, is making a dent in Rockstar's uh, coffers there. It's crazy. Like all the major retailers always release their games in November. Call of Duty does it.
4: EA does it. It's ridiculous. It's right, like right
1: before Christmas, dude. So I know but like, that's going to
3: suck if you're like an indie dev or something like
1: that. I know. Yeah, yeah.
0: They time it for not Christmas, pretty much.
3: Indie devs yeah. can release the rest of the year.
0: <laughs> yeah basically and i'm pretty certain like i know with apple their iphone sales in christmas period it makes up something like 90 of their sales for the year it's oh, pretty true. yeah i don't know if 90 I, I just made up but they said it's like makes up the vast majority of the year looking that and up right now hang on <laughs> go for it but yeah it is it is still going to come to steam it's not something i'm itching to buy or play either so i'll probably get it on a steam sale
3: um, I still haven't played the GTA 5 single player. I played the tutorial so I could get to online.
0: Yeah, that's basically that what I did. It. I was actually really annoyed with the GTA 5 um single player. Like I got uh, probably halfway and uh then I upgraded my PC. Um like Windows, you know, it went from like 1703 to 1709 or whatever and it cleared out my documents folder which cleared out my save game and Oh. Yeah, this was like a, a, probably a few months before it actually had the Steam Cloud Save games. Oh, okay. so, I'm
3: yeah, gonna yeah, say straight, straight up, it.
0: games that save to your
2: Documents folder need to stop.
3: Yeah, they, they're that's the worst. Like, that's like what you know, update is for. That's,
2: that's a 1995 old. type thing. That's
3: one. The <laughs> yeah, reason yeah, that
0: save games,
4: dude, Windows like, has a folder for that. Yeah, it, it has my games. It's always been like that. It's never mm. changed for like 20 years. Actually, let's yeah. see
3: what I've got in here. Uh, we've got. <laughs> Arduino, that makes um that's not a game. That makes a folder. I know, I'm just looking at software though. That just makes like safe locations in my documents. We got Adobe Shit, uh Bioshock, BioWare, uh Cities in Motion, that's an indie game. Creeper World 3, that's an indie game. Uh is <coughs> hey, that, that was the install location because I needed like stuff. Roller Coaster Tycoon, two and three. Why is there this much stuff? Also Square Enix and all of uh, Rockstar. Yeah, just because two saves there. Okay, like, so Half so of the folders in my documents are games. Sorry, what did you say? Cluster Truck? Cluster yeah. Truck. It is, it
4: oh, is sure. the only game that I speedrun. It's one of those games that like you think would, it would... It's like It kind of reminds me of Temple Run a bit. Uh, explain to them what Cluster Truck is, man. Like, yeah, I sure.
2: So so you've got your platformers. Uh, This is a floaty first person platformer. And your objective is to get to the end of the level by jumping on trucks. If you uh, if you touch the ground, you have to start the level over.
3: Now, when you say first person, do you mean first person like Minecraft?
2: Yes, actually. <laughs> oh,
3: my god. That's a very
0: goodness. specific thing. Or like every other first-person shooter ever made. But uh, I mean, my yeah. parents
3: don't let me play those. Chris, <laughs> oh,
0: is uh, Minecraft a first-person shooter? Uh,
3: yes. Actually, yes. They have crossbows in okay, Minecraft no, now. That's it. That's, that's like a it.
0: gun. No explanation. <laughs> yeah, crossbows and No coal. explanation. <laughs>
3: Minecraft
0: is an FPS. Okay. It's so, 2nd so, person shooters, thank you very much. <laughs> um <laughs> Yo, you have third-person view and first-person view. What is second-person view? Uh,
4: it's the camera points at your face. Yeah. There was a video on Reddit about this pretty recently about what a, a second-person shooter would look like, and it's basically it's look ridiculous. controlling another character controlling something else.
2: Well, no, 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 um, no, no. Have you played no. Minecraft and then gone to the third-person setting, which it looks at your face?
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, just like the reverse. There you go,
2: second-person Minecraft. Jesus, <laughs> okay. It all sense. comes back to Minecraft.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll it's Minecraft back. all the way <laughs> down. So it's something a bit more relevant <laughs> For... than uh, second-person shooters and uh, Chris's <laughs> app data folder.
3: <laughs> that was my documents, Alex. It wasn't app data. I wish all that stuff were in app data.
0: Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you don't that's listen fun. to me, Mom. No, I don't. Oh I really don't. I just kind of zone <laughs> out after a while. I'm going to be honest. So... <laughs> Same. <laughs> You zone out when you're speaking yourself. Yeah, dude. I don't listen to myself. <laughs> just, I just words, say words. Just, oh my God. They just fall out of your mouth and you're like, well, that happened. You <laughs> pretty much. You pass out? Sorry, what was that, Frick? If he looks in the
4: mirror and he talks to himself, does he pass out? No, nah, um, it it's just kind of It's just like static. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> you know, like the sound of tinnitus? That's just what it is.
4: Oh
0: god, no. All right.
4: <laughs> you know, you just reminded but, everybody that has tinnitus that they have tinnitus, Alex. Is it tinnitus ee, or tinnitus? Ee, it's tinnitus. Ee, no, because ee, I please stop. Oh, because I'm I have helping. Tinnitus. I have tinnitus and I don't remember it until anyone until somebody brings it up.
2: Well, you brought it I think you brought it up to yourself.
4: Yeah, no it's a
0: fault, freak. Second no, person tinnitus? Yes. What about <laughs> third <that>
2: person? <laughs> Go ahead. Third person would be you blasting the the sound at somebody else through a loudspeaker.
0: Right. Anyway. Oh no! um, I'm hearing ringing too. That's nice. So, (laughs) if I can finally do this. Hey.
3: Oh, that wasn't profanity.
0: No. (laughs) AMD Ryzen. AMD Ryzen CPUs are getting some microcode improvements. Um. Again. For like the 17th time. The new AGISA update is apparently bringing over 100 new features to Ryzen-based um, CPUs. And It's just a nice little FYI. Uh, lots of performance improvements, as well as additional features, quote-unquote. This is EGISA 1004, and it um, doesn't have any bug fixes. It just has performance increases, basically.
3: No, and- features that don't just include bug fixes, but also additional features. Yes, read better.
0: Okay, yeah, but there's not much <laughs> about that really. It's just that's what it is. It's not- Basically, no. so if you haven't bought a Ryzen yet, you I, it's still deep it's, CPU to get for new builders. This just it's adds, free, adds free performance, frick! Uh,
3: I mean, uh, it's just giving you performance. They're
0: just it's giving coffee,
3: like so First of all, Coffee Lake still outperforms it in games. Second of all, if like firmware updates and microcode and BIOS and all that crap is uh, improving performance, that just means that's performance that should have been there in the first place. But AMD is bad at making drivers. AMD is bad at making firmware and drivers and all that. They're just bad at it. Giving free hey, performance? Okay, they're Chris. taking away your performance with them. They're stealing the nanometers. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh, I was gonna say. I mean, if anything, this just shows that uh, the the Ryzen architecture still has. Oh, there's probably a lot of headroom that's just not tapped into yet. So I look forward. Ah, uh, this the is the same
3: room. old AMD fine wine crap. No, it. I, this I, is I, performance I, that should be there in the first place.
2: And 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 though I would tend to uh, agree with you. I mean, it was pretty obvious that when Rising came to market that there was a lot that was wrong that w- had to be fixed and they pushed it to market so they could get the hype rolling. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here and also as a 1900X yeah, wow.
3: owner. <laughs> advocating for the devil. Good job there, buddy. You could advocate for somebody nicer, but no no, that's no, okay. No,
2: no, I am advocating for my 1900X and you can't stop me.
3: Lisa I hate you, a lot of
2: money.
4: <laughs> I, I here's the thing about anything like this. I I look at it the same way you buy any piece of hardware. When you first buy a GPU, obviously it's going to be better the second year than the first year. I mean that's just the way of the beast. Yeah, so that's why, just drivers. I just like it's it's amazing to me that just now like CPU I guess drivers. I don't want to call microcodes because it sounds cool to say drivers. I'm updating the drivers of my CPU, but it's, just, <laughs> it's it's amazing to me now that driver CPU updates are such a big thing. Where before. I mean, when would those come out? Like once
0: or twice a decade or something. Yeah, right.
4: Well, yeah,
0: as far as I understand, it's a little bit kind of. I don't know. People look at it a bit differently when they say a GSA updates for AMD, and then you kind of think, oh, what's that for Intel? For Intel, it's just I don't think they're really. They probably have a name for it. I'm not aware of it, but it just gets pushed through your BIOS updates for your Intel Z390. Management Engine. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if the if that's what it is, but not there's sure been like
3: it, I, did, would, uh, do I think that.
0: ten, not ten, but there's been nearly ten BIOS updates for my motherboard since I've got my um, my CPU. Right. Um, uh, they don't state like that we're improving performance in this. It's generally just bug fixes, bug fixes, new features. You know they've added power features and um, different things like that and that, and like uh, Chris said maybe Intel's you know sort of not quality control, but maybe they're Driver development, their BIOS development is just a lot more mature than AMD's because they didn't have or want to hit a certain launch date. So it was probably very mature upon release.
4: Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
0: I mean, you got also a very similar, I mean, probably very similar microcode from Skylake, whereas Ryzen is like new, new, new. Right.
4: Anytime you invest into a more mature ecosystem, you're going to get more results. But at the same time, I'm trying to like look at the, the benefits of this. On the one hand, you've got something that you know, like Simmons said, has a lot of performance that can still come out of it, which is great. On the other hand, you've got something that's a lot more proven. It's probably a lot more cheaper. So yeah, it's kind of like a tit for tat thing. Like what if I'm new to the market,
2: like what am I going for? Or do people even care exactly. at, that, at that micro of a level? <laughs> but 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 then on the on the flip side of that argument, uh, when you look at the, the the performance for the price on the like say the mid range to low range, I mean the the market's almost even at this point. It comes down to do you want more cores or do you want more gigawatts or gigahertz <laughs> or whatever
1: gigahertz.
0: You should uh, buy Coffee
3: Lake because it's better in gaming.
0: Yeah, I so, actually I really like um AMD's sort of 4-core, 8-thread with um, a pretty powerful GPU on it. Is it Raven Ridge? Their APU lineup. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, yeah, Raven. yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah that's Raven. Yeah, that's Ridge supposed is, to be getting uh, replaced pretty soon.
0: That looks really cool. I mean, like the actually, replacement for it will look better. But like for an HTPC, that seems pretty cool. was, well, it's actually quite a powerful GPU on Oh,
3: there. the uh, the 3400G is out. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Picasso. It's just Raven Ridge, but 12 nanometer. It's the same. Uh, Same kind of upgrade as like the Ryzen 1000 or Ryzen 2000. It's just, it clocks a bit better. 12 nanometer? Don't you mean 7? No, it's 12. It's an APU. It's lagging behind a generation.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: So wait, is it using different...
0: No, uh, it's...
3: For the cores? It's
2: basically the same as uh,
0: 2000 series uh, Ryzen CPUs. Oh, okay, okay.
3: Yeah, Ryzen 2000 series was 12 nanometer CPU, 14 nanometer APU. The mm-hmm. APUs it, in a single product generation, the uh, APUs are a single lithographic generation and architecture generation behind, I guess.
0: Right. OK, because I thought it was going to be using the same sort of
3: seven nanometer Ryzen 3000 cores, but then... yeah, that'll be uh, they will be Ryzen 4000 series APUs. They'll be like the Ryzen 3000 series CPUs. Mm-hmm. So do you remember when
0: we're talking about the Intel 10,000 series being a dumb name? That's yeah. pretty dumb. They have uh, yeah. Computer. Aren't they on like H, Like their internal GPUs are on like 4000 or 5000 now? Uh Intel? Yeah.
3: They stopped that ages ago. They switched to like yeah. HD Set, they, 500 and then UHD 600. Yeah, God, so the, it.
0: the latest ones are either UHD, but I think they're HD 730.
3: Oh, crazy! Yeah, that sounds right, but I'm not sure they haven't actually like changed the uh, the GPU at all, except for maybe introducing like video decoders. Um, it's the same, it's crap the same GPU. It's the same thing as it was in Skylike. Does a great job in Plex. I can not uh, tell you that from personal experience. But
2: <laughs> yeah. yes,
3: because that's a common use case. Y- yes, watching videos with your IGP, you ain't playing games on that, dude. I meant the Plex scenario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, regardless, it's <laughs> low bitrate MPEG-4 over the Internet, so hush you. Actually, no. Yeah,
0: no. I could imagine damn. it making a difference. I need a GPU to um, on my HTPC. But mm. I, I do suspect that's a lot of like, I have an issue with my 2500K <laughs> playing back Netflix because of the um, DRM stuff, like my CPU yeah. goes to 90% yeah. usage. Oh, boy, oh my god! I, wow. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a lot about, um, I don't know which one, but the Spectre or Mountdown sort of mitigations, because my um, playing back like 4K footage locally is nowhere near that amount of resource usage and yeah. playing it back also on my, I know it's a very unfair comparison, but playing it back on my 9900K or playing Netflix on my 9900K, is also very low resource usage.
3: I don't remember what the instruction is called, but it was added with Skylake, I think. Um, basically, my CPU, which is Broadwell, is the newest CPU that like doesn't support uh, Netflix's DRM decoding and hardware. Uh, meanwhile, Skylake is the oldest one that does. Uh, and actually you need, I think it's Skylake, it may be Kaby Lake at the bare minimum in order to do 4K Netflix at all just because of, like, instructions. Uh, let me see what it is. That's Netflix actually pretty interesting. DRM and, instruction.
0: And uh, not spoken about much, really. Yeah. It's just anyway, one uh, of
2: those things that kind of goes goes uh, underneath the woodwork be, er, because nobody really cares. as so long as, is, as it
3: works. Here and we go. It
0: obscure. is Kaby Lake, and... Do you mind just uh, telling you, us what the actual sort of instruction thing is called or the um, encoding thing?
3: I'm trying to find it. I'm just seeing a bunch of like tech bloggy articles that are like, "Yep, you need KB Lake, but it's not telling me why. Well, okay. On, well, honestly, you search Alex, for that, it sounds okay.
2: like you just need a new GPU in your HTC. Uh, and if you want to hold off until 2020, it sounds like we have a release date for Ampere.
0: Ooh. Yes, exactly. Uh and, you want to talk about that? Well, you introduced it so lovely there, Simon. Oh, I just man. can't <laughs> help you yeah. let you just you know, All right. use All right, your Sarah, buttery man. words across this lovely introduction. They were the flourish. Buttery oh, words.
2: Oh. oh, my gosh. Okay, so uh, Ampere uh, is, is going to be NVIDIA's new 7-nanometer uh, GPU. According um, to WCCF.
3: Oh, wait. M- no, sorry, I'm jumping the gun.
2: You, you are... <laughs> And it is, we need to take this with a grain of salt, because as of right now, we knew that Ampere was going to be coming out in 2020. It just, we weren't clear of when it was coming out. And according to this WCCF leak, I guess if we want to call it that, um, allegedly we will be seeing it in first half of 2020. So that's exciting for the NVIDIA market, I suppose. Now, my only concern is I'm not sure how much uh, performance increase that we will probably be seeing from Ampere. Uh, just just from s- my personal speculation, uh, What I'm thinking maybe a 10% performance gain for maybe the exact same price uh, GPUs that we had at launch on current gen. So I'm, really not, I'm not super
0: exciting. I'm not super excited about it, though. I'm <laughs> actually quite excited, mainly because of well, they're shifting to Samsung's seven nanometer EUV process. Right. Which um, apparently has quite good
3: uh, efficiency gains. Which yes. Simmons why do you think it won't be that much better in terms of performance exactly? Yeah because for some reason I have this like, like nagging suspicion
2: that it's basically just the same architecture that we currently have but smaller
3: and more efficient. Well yeah that means they can jam more cores into the same area. Do you think oh. they would do that? Or do you think they would just uh, go for a yes. die stream? I think uh, they'd go for a die stream. When shrink. does NVIDIA ever do that? Like, I, I'm fairly sure experience. they're going for a... Uh, they might be going for triplets. There's a chance uh, that they do that. But, like, no, they're, they're not gonna... NVIDIA is really... I don't want to say bad about this, because it's a cool thing to do, but they're just really bad about, like, making really big dies really early. Like, uh, Fermi where they had to release wood screws because they could barely get GF 100 to yield because they made a huge die on 40 nanometer too early. Uh, (laughs) Kepler, they had to can GK 100 and release GK 110 because it was too big. Uh, Maxwell, that was still 28 nanometer. Pascal, they had like the ridicule size for uh, uh, 16 nanometer like on the very first release Turing. That's even bigger. Volta, that's yeah, not that's quite a as point. big. So yeah, NVIDIA just keeps pushing it. Granted, the, they also have like data center stuff where it's ten thousand bucks a card or twenty thousand bucks a card, but still. right? You I have mean, to do
4: This means me getting the twenty seventy for three hundred dollars, I'm all
2: for it. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where I'm at, right? It's like once they like I get excited for the new releases just so I can buy just the, last buy the Gen older 4G.
1: generation, yeah. 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 That, that's kind like, of me though. But I don't need to upgrade my GPU. I, like, could, but I don't want to.
2: I think my my best personal purchase was uh right before um I think rtx dropped and we started getting the benchmarks for those people started fire sailing their gtx 1080s and oh. i managed to get a G- gtx 1080 classified used for how much for about 200
3: dollars 225 dollars oh, dude damn what damn yeah
2: uh, i I honestly, it, I'm still using it. It was it was mostly clean out of the box, uh, and then it was funny because like two days later, after I impulse bought this thing, um, all the prices spiked when they realized that the RTX 2080 was similar performance to the 1080 Ti. <laughs> <laughs> so so people still wanted the GPUs, so they just started. They're like, oh well, this isn't as worth it, so we're just gonna mark up the price. So I so when I bought my 1080, I got it for 225. And then when I got my 1070 mini for my tiny computer, I got it for like 250. <laughs> oh, wow.
5: <laughs>
1: wow. See, I bought a GTA, I bought the um 1060 like mm-hmm. right when it was released. And then um when GPUs were like super expensive, I ended up picking up a 1070 for like 325 bucks.
5: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think I bought the 1060 for like 250, and I ended up selling the um the ten sixty for like two fifty after it was like a year and a half to, after I bought it too, I just got my money back. I'm just like Yeah, yes. the
3: only reason GPUs <laughs> like appreciate in value is because of Bitcoin. Yeah. Mm, Bitcoin. Yeah. Or or altcoin or whatever. <laughs> Dogecoin will lead the market in GPU upheaval. Well, clearly See, it, it's Dogecoin. Obviously. First of all, <laughs> I refuse to say altcoin because that acknowledges that like other cryptocurrencies exist. And number two, they're all Bitcoin. It's yeah. all just Bitcoin. Well,
4: there's 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 a couple main ones that are really really interesting.
3: Uh, the yeah. one that I, yeah, it's I, I called I Bitcoin
4: Frick. It's Bitcoin. No, well, Bitcoin <laughs> oh is cool. there's a lot of things that Bitcoin does not do well, like privacy, for example. That a coin like Monero does really well. We're okay. Just I'm not saying I've ever used it. but I'm saying in theory, <laughs> if somebody wanted to use, you know, buy something more sensitive or they didn't want something traced back to them, if you use Bitcoin all your stuff is public, all your transactions are public, mm-hmm. your wallet is public, where you're sending mm-hmm. it is public. It's all, anyone can look it up, right? But if you use something like Monero or XMR, all that stuff gets jumbled in together and tumbled into a massive Coinbase that nobody can tell. Like you can't tell where it is, who's got it, where it's going to be, you can't tell anything. And that is starting to get a lot more popularity because it does something that Bitcoin can't do.
1: Oh my goodness! Why okay,
4: are we so want um, to be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh on that God.
0: note, <laughs> I'm deleting that.
4: Looking at it right now, so I'm looking for for right now. Okay, let me add to this: If you guys are looking for a new card, are you going for refurbished? Because they're dirt cheap. Um, refurbished,
2: maybe honestly, refurbished, maybe, yeah,
1: maybe. Like no. I would
2: probably do like EVJ B stock if the price was maybe twenty five percent more expensive than what I can find on eBay. Seeing
4: twenty
0: eighties so, right here, refurbished, five hundred bucks. Just hang on, hang on a second. I'd like to point something out. Uh, refurbished cards carry a very different warranty.
4: I'm um, aware,
5: but yeah,
0: some sometimes they only carry like one to three months warranty. Um, It is different in the EU where there's minimum warranties in place, but then they might get around it with um, that. You're buying a secondhand product or something.
2: Yeah. And and that's the thing is like when, when you're looking at that kind of limited warranty, it's almost not worth it because the, by the time the GPU fails, unless it's DOA from the box, um,
0: it's going to be outside of warranty. So yeah, but like, I don't know. It's just something to be aware of. Like, um, I know with a, with a lot of tech products, it's either like you get it and it dies within a week or it'll just live forever. You know, but, It's generally like that, but it's something to be aware of just in case. And, and I, I...
4: I've, I've encountered this situation many a time. And let me introduce you to, to a wonderful thing. And it's the only time I will ever advocate going to Best Buy. But Best Buy has this warranty <laughs> policy where nice. I think that after a year they were, or a year or two years, something like that, If you go to the store with whatever item it is, GPUs, phones, whatever it is I use for GPUs, and you want to return it because it's malfunctioning or something's wrong with it, they will replace it for you brand new free of charge. It is the most useful thing on the planet. So anytime, oh yeah, that's yeah, 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 like that, where I'm getting something refurbished. Oh, whatever, yeah. get the Best Buy warranty, replace it in a year if anything goes wrong, or even if I don't, they'll upgrade you and you can use it for like a better card. It is. I didn't best
1: know Best buy, B- buy had um refurbished stuff.
4: Oh, dude. They, they do I abu- they do. I abuse. Use
0: it constantly. So you
1: can only get it online, right? Though.
0: Yeah, you it's online, it but it's the same thing. Okay. Same okay. supplies.
1: Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I
0: You know how there's like quite a few crazes going on with like tech YouTubers of trying out different things like, you know, building a PC from Wish or building an all Ikea gaming setup or all Amazon gaming setup or something like that. I'd be really interested for one of those tech tubers to actually go and see how all those warranties are. Like, you know, the Amazon warranty that no one ever purchases or Best Buy's extended warranty. Okay. So I simply
3: I, don't trust anybody to order their warranty so that's so how I the, go about my life here's the thing with the uh oh, really? the Amazon warranty
2: so I've actually you had to use the Amazon warranty so Amazon actually doesn't have their own warranty service it's through square trade yes okay and anytime that we've had this extended warranty uh for some, sometimes it's like a three year
0: warranty or whatever uh they have straight up replaced the device so how come I always see you like want well, to Anytime I see like you, you know, your know, add to cart when it's like a PC or anything it's like related to PCs that was like, do you want to add a warranty to it? And it's always below two stars rating. Well, like sure. It just seems like people hate the warranty. <laughs> well, okay, all the time.
2: So I will I'm willing to give um, because it's usually square trade and I've had a positive experience with them. So let me just preface with that. Um Every time that I have reached out to them, you register the warranty, you make sure you remember your credentials for the account. That's the important one. And you file your claim and it might take a couple weeks, but you're gonna get something back. Now it depends on what the warranty is for, but at least with my graphics card or with the one graphics card that I knew we had to do a warranty claim on, they sent me a new graphics card. No big deal. Um, and then we had oh, oh, another one with like a with a with a smartphone. And I can't remember what the, the deal with that. I think they were actually just replaced the part. So I've had a positive experience. I can't speak for why other people say that they had a negative experience. I think it's probably due to they forgot their credentials. But people <laughs> make stuff up and they don't get a return. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that and going back to like the whole eBay versus refurb, because I've been buying all my GPUs off of eBay for the past like four years. Um, <laughs> I've had one GPU that straight up died. Uh, shortly after I got it and because it was eBay. And I, as much as I can't stand PayPal, PayPal actually required the vendor to give me a full refund. And I sent it back. And that what was the that. vendor
3: as in like the seller, or, or the seller. The the seller. Oh, OK, I was going to say that's that was a slip up like hey evga so this guy's card broke <laughs> uh,
2: No, admittedly the only gpu that i had issues with was obviously my fury nano and that died after a couple years but it was very obviously a mining gpu so <laughs> hey no the, i don't know what happened the, the the fury nano was like the mining gpu back in the day it was very efficient and you got damn near the same output as a fury
0: x or a yeah, fury Was, was that what in that. like the 960s or like the 1060s 970s. or something yeah. Right, so no, I think maybe the 980s. I know 1080s were
3: also mining GPUs because they're efficient. I
0: know 1080s one... kind of sucked for mining
4: back then.
3: Yeah, um, I no. actually, uh, no, 1080 was worse than the 1070 because mm-hmm. GDDR5X uh, had a different latency profile than GDDR5. You yep. yeah, uh, Ethereum? No, 1070. I don't think you understand just how much the 1070 outperformed the 1080 in uh, and, mining.
2: That was the other thing, is like remember when ten sixties weren't available because and it wasn't a matter of the, the output, it was just the fact that the amount of output you're getting for the power consumed it made sense. Yeah. yeah. But that was the Ethereum. It so around Ethereum around actually everything.
0: Yeah. And they just slowly started moving up and then it was ten eighty TIs that were just everyone was trying to buy.
4: Yeah, I'm so glad anybody that's still mining. I don't even think it's viable when they had ASICs,
2: Well, I mean, I I remember seeing a video that was, I think it came out earlier this year where some YouTuber went to a mining operation based out of Washington state. And it's viable for them because it's hydroelectric power and it's dirt cheap for them to just keep doing it. And they're mining Bitcoin or altcoins? Uh, I mean, at the time the video was shot, they were still doing Bitcoin on the ASIC miners, but That's insane.
3: the, the crazy yeah. people. That is the such only really- people. The only people who win when it comes to, like, coin mining are the hardware sellers and the people who have hardware on hand and have free or cheap electricity. Like, I, I, I was mining in my dorm a lot because, hey, free electricity. It's already huh. paid for. Not my problem. No, uh, the people. The
2: people who really win are the people who end up with all of the Bitcoin in the end,
3: uh, yeah, you're right. yeah
2: right. because because right because like I mean when when there was that big whole political thing with Bitcoin of uh, several months ago, um the big thing was the price kept going up because the availability was just shifting to China. and now the bitcoins that were readily available were in higher demand. So the price went back up to like that's when I think it hit twenty thousand dollars or something like that or something oh, Good God. So, I mean, yeah.
0: it's We're just it, it is just it stonks. stonks. Well, <laughs> to put, stonks. yeah, I mean, something kind of relevant around a month, a month ago, it was um, I'm not sure in US dollars, but in Canadian dollars, it was around 13 to $14,000 for one. Wow. And, really? Uh, That's just hang, just hang on. Nine hang on. US dollars. Uh, hang on. <laughs> uh, in two days, it dropped from about 14,000 Canadian dollars to 10,000 Canadian dollars. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah um let me get in US dollars cuz that's easier to comprehend for cynical so it went from 10,000 <laughs> US dollars on um september the 23rd september the 24th it was 8,500 25th 8,500 26th 8,000 so it took wow. a big 2,000 US dollar dip in 3 days and that's significant
4: <laughs> you guys want to make some yeah. money mining here's what you do you do what i did and then what i always told people to do <laughs> oh, mine okay, don't mind all, be smart about that. Okay, here's the thing. I, I, it's legal, I can tell people. So, what you do is. <laughs> Disclaimer. I, I, look, it's I do. Not legal. It legal. That's all I can tell you. I'm pretty sure it's still legal. So, what you do is you go into these little groups called mining pools. And what they do oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is they look for the most profitable coin at that time, they mine it, and they trade it either every hour or at the end of the day. That way, you're actually mining coins that have a low difficulty, so you can get a bunch and trade them quickly, and you get to turn that into Bitcoin and make hella stacks. That's yes, what you no, ha- frick,
0: frick, that's so, been a thing since like forever. I know, people oh, <laughs> no, The scrubs. I mean, no, Simmons no, said, Frick. Simmons that, had
4: these, these scrubs who were still using it to mine Bitcoin. I'm like, you guys are idiots. No, you but that's like know. different.
0: They're probably in a pool of their own. Well, they might yeah. be doing, joined a pool. like. Pools became popular when the first little spike went up, when, you know, it went to $300. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Frick, I'm sorry, but your news is outdated.
3: Hey, hey, Frick, Frick, remember that worked. time?
5: <laughs>
0: Chris, right, I'd like to go. point out every One. 20 minutes is brilliant. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs>
3: Oh dude, how many we got like four things to cut out and they're all thanks to me.
2: <laughs> uh, boy, do I love this mariachi music? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very entertaining.
3: Just make it like oh, just make it like increasingly distorted <laughs> as uh, as each cut goes on. God. all right, so
0: <laughs> anyway, back to the well uh, rounding back to the ampere thing on seven nanometer. Uh, yeah, that's going to be on Samsung's new node. And speaking of sort of, you know, production or lithography companies and factories, uh, TSMC is fighting back against Glowflow with lawsuits of their own. So, you might, Thank you. You might remember that Glowflow got, uh, got a little bit antsy that uh, TSMC was, well, just completely slaughtering them. So they decided to sue them for copyright infringement on sort of lithography processes. And TSMC was kind of bluntly replied saying, you know, maybe you shouldn't sue us, maybe you should make better products. And uh, kind of died down. And now TSMC's lawyers have gone, hey, we just noticed Glowflow, according, you know, if you want to go off of what they said we copied, Cloflow copied a bunch of stuff from us, and they have twenty-five sort of different lawsuits uh, where they suspect or are claiming that Global Foundries have infringed on TSMC's own patents, and they say they are going to vigorously defend their own patents. patents. While it's funny, patents. While Thank it's you. funny, um, this is only really going to hurt us, like yeah, consumers. I know.
3: No, it's not. So. Uh, yeah. Long story short, basically, Glofo wants to sue TSMC and a bunch of other guys. TSMC is one of the victims, and they're like, hey, well, we'll just counter-sue. And litigation is expensive, so what's going to happen is their lawyers are going to meet up, and they're going to come up with some kind of cross-licensing agreement and just drop the case. But That's no, that's,
0: that's like ideal if this kind of goes through, but if they just kind of start slinging mud at each other and actually start slapping giant fines or at worst, you know, you can't use this lithography process. It could mean things get really expensive.
4: Yeah. This isn't like a small It's not going to happen. There's like a slight amount of copy. These are billions of dollars we're talking about. I don't think they're going to be like, ah, you
3: know, it's fine. We'll just forget about all that stuff. They're like, no uh, money, please. And money now. Right. Yeah. These, these all end in cross licensing agreements. And frankly, IBM, of course, has, like, more patents than any other entity. I think for, like, a good 30 years straight, for, like, the past 30 years, IBM has held the records for, like, most patents granted in the U.S. for that year. Um, yeah. Kat, they, do you have any have insights
0: on this?
5: Hmm?
3: Do you have any insights on IBM's
0: patents?
1: Um. No, why? I don't understand ah. them when I come across them at work.
4: I oh, don't yeah, understand okay, and Mr. IBM comes in and slaps his,
2: his little form down. 50 patents, please. I'm like, OK,
1: Yeah, 50 patents, I'll take. Slaps 50 the
3: patents. hood of this patent. This baby will do things. <laughs> this baby no. can fit so much intellectual property in it. <laughs> slaps oh. roof of IBM. <laughs> oh, wow.
5: Oh,
0: my
1: God. Wow.
3: So,
0: yeah, I also mean, made a meme. Even if it does result in sort of cross company um agreements that could raise prices. I mean, if you think about it. Like if they're gonna have to spend, you know, five percent fee on making this or whatever, where are they gonna put the five percent fee to? Are they gonna absorb it or just forward it? Well And they're no, going forward mean, like, it to NVIDIA potentially, who's might potentially forward it to us.
3: Right? As far as I know, the way cross licensing agreements work, it's basically a ceasefire, like we can use this stuff, like yeah, these patents. Yeah, you can use them. It's fine. It's fine, no, and, but and we can there, use these. No, nobody. It's just we agreed to do it. We agreed to share.
0: Aren't there share. some which is like you can use it, but you have to pay a fee of X every sort of year or whatever by the profits you make from that?
3: Well, it, sure, that would be a licensing agreement, but like cross licensing agreements, I don't think they usually do that. Like, yeah, I'm I, I, I anal. I'm not a lawyer, but uh.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I will. We'll see what happens with this. Um, but hey. So I
2: really want to talk about this next topic. Uh, <gasps> go
1: yes. Yay.
2: Yeah. So uh, Microsoft Surface uh, announcement. Um, I I cannot remember what the event was called, but it does not matter. Uh, Microsoft uh, announced a bunch of new products, including the Surface Pro Seven, um, a AMD powered 15 inch. Uh, laptop, uh, the the interesting one being the Surface Neo, which is the two screen, two nine inch screen thing, um, which apparently is going to be coming with a new operating system known as Windows
0: Light, and this new flavor of Windows. Hang is... on a second.
2: What?
3: Haven't they done Windows Light before?
2: Yeah, but I think it didn't. Take off, so they're relaunching. Do you mean
3: uh, Windows RT? N-
0: ah, no, that like mm. as in Windows XP Lite, or was it XP Home, not Home Student? XP remember Spark? Okay. Starter, okay. XP Embedded. No, Chris, that's a bit too far gone. Well, <laughs> I, I'm no. trying to
3: think of XP variants. Yeah, you
2: don't but. understand. It's no, I don't. It's the new improved Windows Lite because it's based on Windows 10. That's okay. what counts here No, So so basically, it seems like the idea with Windows Lite is they're trying to go more for like mobile oriented uh, products like the iPad space, the tablet space. Uh, so they're doing their own take on that, I guess, what they've been doing with the mobile flavor that they have Windows um, on the current Surface offerings. Uh, just it's going to be hard baked in and they're going to try to do support for the dual screen functionality uh, yeah. back surface Neo uh, one of the things that they demoed was you turned your Neo sideways uh, so you have your dual uh, portrait mode screens and then when you full screened it um, half of the UI was on the one side and half the UI was on the other side versus just all stacked vertical
3: so just, you know, I'm thinking in terms of the OS, though, do you remember that news that came out? I want to say it was like a year ago where Microsoft was making like Windows 10 S. I think it was like Windows 10, but restricted to Microsoft store apps only. Um, I I do remember that, but I don't think a whole lot of headway was made to it. Just yeah, not received well. My understanding is that Windows 10X or Windows 10 Lite or whatever this is, Windows Lite internally at Microsoft, there we go. So, like, I under, as I understand it, that's what this is, but it's able to multitask and have two Windows Universal apps open at the same time. Right. I, like, I assume that's what came of this. Um because I don't think it's just, hey, here's a weird executable I found on the internet. Let's go run it. I don't think it's going to be like that. So
2: my my big take on this is the fact that, you know, the they're trying to focus on the dual screen thing here, right? Uh, on Android, or at least on the Samsung flavor of Android, you have split screen apps. That's already a thing. Um, yeah. I guarantee that they will have support for split screen apps on just the generic tablet devices if they're also going for... Uh, Windows Light, which I assume that's the the move that they're trying to go pushing all their su- Surface products to Windows Lite. Sadly. Uh, well, I mean, I, I can see the Surface Book uh, staying in that space because it is just a laptop with a detached screen. Yeah. But I digress. Um, I could see the big perk being here running three or four uh, apps at the same
0: time on your dual screen setup. It's I just think- speculation, but... Yeah, I think it's actually really cool. Uh, there's some laptops coming out with sort of a dual screen, if you will. You know, to the normal screen, but then like a third of the keyboard is a screen. And it looks pretty yeah. cool. And, well, but I it, think they look me,
1: weird, but that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. To me, it looks like a solution looking for a problem. It, uh-huh. It's kind of like, it's neat, but really expensive and... Uh, The only uh,
3: multi-screen laptop I want is that Razer one that got stolen. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, that thing is so fragile, though.
3: God, I wish I had
2: stolen it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) that would have involved (laughs) you having (laughs) to go to (laughs) CES. Clarification,
0: Chris did not steal it. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. We can leave that one in.
2: (laughs) So, in my opinion, uh, the the dual-screen surface is kind of an answer to... Uh, what we've been seeing with the the folding phones or the wraparound screen phones—it's just another way to have more mu- multitasking um, on a single device. It would <laughs> it's having... a
3: Galaxy Fold, but it's not stupid.
2: <laughs> exactly. And uh, what? But the the issue with that I immediately had when I saw the Surface Neo is like, okay, so you're basically having a dual screen laptop, and you're omitting the keyboard because that's what we want. Typing on keyboards is clearly the superior, no, I hate it. Uh, but uh, one of the, the neat things that they demoed with it was that the, they had a keyboard that flipped up from the, the back of, I guess, what you would call the bottom screen. And when it went and set, so you could run it independently from the device, just like sitting in front of it and it worked just fine like a normal device. Or if you flipped it onto the screen, um you had like the windows emoji menu and like like imgur gif search or twitter gif search uh right above it so that was kind of neat and th- but if you also slid your keyboard to the top of the screen i uh, it gave you a touchpad so i thought that was kind of nifty and i I already know that it's going to be buggy as i'll get out but i still find it neat even though i will probably never own this product <laughs>
4: once, I'll say it again. The double screen revolution is taking over. Uh, I don't like it. It's coming. I don't and like then, it. It's weird. It's weird. Screen. And then? Oh, you need
1: two quadruple. No, <laughs> then quadruple. There's not going to be three. It's just going to go straight from. So we have four. Well, remember
3: four. Um, remember the Nintendo 3DS had six screens because it was like three DSs. Oh,
1: God. Oh, my God. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. You, you, you weren't <laughs> wrong, wrong, actually.
2: Wow. Wowzers!
0: Um. <laughs> so on the on the news of the well Windows Ten Light, I will be very interested to see if it comes to all Surface products. Um, I have a Surface Book, and I'll let you know. But mm-hmm. it would be interesting because the Surface Book I have the first gen one, and I don't want to say it's showing its age, but you can definitely tell it's um, it's not as powerful as it used to be. Sure. That's that's du- the that's just the plain yeah. obsolescence built baked into the device, right? Okay, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's a dual core with hyper threading plus a nine fifty m, and oh yeah, that's if like- Windows ten light does actually like reduce sort of resource consumption, especially with the eight gigs of RAM and stuff like that. It would be interesting because I don't need it as a desktop replacement, you know. And um, if we can get near to kind of being actually competitive with like a MacBook Air in terms of, well, OS X is very low low resource usage because it's not Windows. So it'd be nice to see. Or it could be Windows XP Starter and Terrible again. But yeah, it's Mm. trash. Yeah. Thank you, (laughs) Chris. That amazing inside. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say,
2: can I just continue our rant from the the past two episodes where I just want a mobile uh, style device that is just not cutting out unnecessary features?
3: (laughs) But but Simmons, don't you want it thinner and lighter? Don't you want a phone that can double as a razor blade? (laughs) A phone so thin that you can Uh just
4: cut Uh things with it. I want want I want I want a 1,000-degree smartphone. Where do I get one of those? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you're bringing back the 1,000-degree knife. I wanted, to, I wanted to jump on that. That was the best trend that lasted for like a week. It was great.
0: <laughs> Frick, how come you never made a video on a 1,000-degree knife versus candy? you could find a knife. You couldn't you find a find knife? A
4: knife?
3: <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't give me one. <laughs> Wait. Uh, What? Frick, is not allowed to have sharp objects? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, really? Oh! (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. Frick, why is your laugh like, uh, SK, 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 SK? Why does it sound (laughs) like that? Yeah. (laughs) Go horse.
0: Yeah, that's how horses laugh. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Frick, we have some amazing um, sort of non-tech-related news
1: (laughs) This is my favorite part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've been rather quiet, actually. I was going to give. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. um, That's fine. Don't worry. But introduce one of these amazing news topics we have here. They are very um, unique. You want
1: want me to introduce it?
0: Go for it. Yes.
1: Hold on. I have to go to the. I don't have the thing open. Damn it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> All right. While she opens the thing,
3: uh, enjoy some mariachi music. No Simmons, you're not editing this. <laughs> I can try. What what I am. Am. <laughs> mariachi music is only for when I'm an idiot. Uh you might want to mark that one too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the best bit is I'm just gonna play mariachi music through the entire background Wait, of you speaking. Let's talk about
1: With like, the Car Thieves thing.
0: What, did, what about the thing? Introduce thieves? it. Go That's for it, Kat.
1: Okay. So um, in Madison, Wisconsin, there were car thieves and they left the car behind because they don't know how to drive manual.
5: I guess you, you don't really th-
1: I don't know how to drive manual. But, oh, okay. like, I guess yeah. if you're, like, going into a car to steal it, like, you don't look to see if it's manual or not before you decide you're going to steal it, right? Because you can't so tell weird. by the way a car looks <laughs> on the outside. But that's uh, really funny, If you funny, look through though. the
3: window, you probably can. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, maybe it was but tinted. Maybe it was dark, and you couldn't
2: uh, see. That would be illegal. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take this opportunity to rant, uh, knowing that you are older than me. But m- you, this is what's ro- The problem with you millennials these days not being able to drive a stick shift. Listen, <laughs>
1: listen, <laughs> I didn't get my license until I was 23.
3: Okay, fair enough. Wow! That was oh, the same awesome. age. I might get my license. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Chris, we you have, have something in,
1: in common. common.
3: I have literally driven a car, Alex. I have been driving since I was 16. I just don't have my license. No, but uh, but in re- uh, regards to the
2: topic, um, I think the context of it being a car thief is actually kind of funny because I remember uh, we took uh, my dad's Mercedes uh, to go get its oil change. And we went to the Mercedes dealership and the the kid who was going to drive the car to the shop could not drive it into the shop because the kid working at the dealership (laughs) could not drive a stick. Wow. (laughs) Well, how far
3: did he have to drive? About uh, maybe 200 feet tops. Okay, so it was like inside a parking lot. You don't even have to shift out of first gear for that. Exactly. using the the touch.
2: But no, no, no. I think the, the, the big takeaway is you work at a Mercedes dealership and you can't drive a manual transmission. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. No, so, then again, Mercedes are like 99.99999% auto, I like know finding a manual Mercedes is actually really hard. I was going to ask you about this, Alex, because I don't know, I don't know nothing about no cars, but
4: I do know that mm-hmm. there's like this odd stigma about people with tri- automatic lovers and manual <laughs> lovers or something. Like there's this race war or class war between them. <laughs> I don't know why because well,
1: people that can drive manual are elitist, man. That's true. It's like and the PC master race of well, car drivers.
0: No, no, I think it's I think it's just a really uh,
3: I don't know. So the I, reason that uh, automatic transmissions are so common in America is because of our high rate of diabetes and we have to uh, have our feet amputated so we can't use the clutch. Oh my! I know. Is, uh, so she so, <laughs> couldn't so. leave that in.
0: <laughs> okay, so like in all seriousness, um, I think it's kind of hard to approach it like that. There's no kind of easy answer. But a, another way that maybe I could answer that question is: I think different people look for different things in cars, and that kind of ties into an automatic versus manual transmission. Mm-hmm. So a lot of car enthusiasts tend to look um, for, or they look at cars as being fun um, and all aspects of it, whether it be, you know, visual, audio, you know, how the engine sounds, how it makes it them feel when driving. It's sort of having, you know, sort of memories, experiences of that car, putting it together. Um, so what project cars are, you know, a very popular thing if you can afford it. Yeah, yeah project cars is a really good simulator.
5: Oh, I just okay. want a car that no, looks just, cool. Just,
0: well okay yeah but what i'm saying is like there's there's a demographic there's a type of person that just really is enjoys cars and enjoys having fun Mm -hmm. in cars and a manual transmission it's not just you know up down left right up down left right for changing gears it's also it's more sort of directly connected if you will because of there's that you can push the clutch feel the clutch plates moving and stuff like that and then Mm -hmm. binding back together you can feel with you know the the gear lever also the gears going in and stuff like that so it provides a more engaging experience is it quicker i mean obviously not a dual clutch transmission is a lot quicker and so why yes. it's pretty much predominantly only used in racing these days um it's you know it's it's not saying it's better but it's it's more fun for a lot of people and that's right. why people do it. All the benefits
4: of them. There's so apparently there's all these benefits about manual versus automatic transmissions. One of them, manual cars get better fuel economy than automatic. Yeah. A that is, transmission costs less than an automatic. That's accurate. So uh, just
0: just just hang on, just hang on. So on the first one, a manual transmission has less parasitic losses, which means that um, less of the engine's power is going towards powering the transmission. So In theory, it will be uh, more fuel-efficient. But with fuel efficiency, honestly, the biggest factor in fuel efficiency is the person behind the wheel. I've seen so many people go and buy cars. Like I have a friend who made a decision on what uh, engine to get in his uh, VW Polo, and he got the 1.6 naturally aspirated over the 1.4 turbo because the 1.6 got one mile-a-gallon better.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then,
0: no wow. i'm not even joking and then he drove it like an absolute moron and got worse fuel economy than my uh 2.4 liter k24
5: <laughs> which made oh, like 260
0: oh horsepower yeah the thing oh, made yeah. 260 horsepower and it got better fuel economy than his um 100 <laughs> no sorry than his 70 horsepower 1.6 vw polo because he drove like a moron Mm-hmm. Then Alex, like, and the next point, actually curtails yeah. into that. A car
4: with a manual transmission costs less than the same mile with an automatic. So wouldn't so that all, no,
0: that? Automatic
3: that, transmissions are expensive.
0: No, no, that depends a lot. So a lot of the time in America and Canada, they will cost less. Uh, but in South Africa, for example, uh, or the UK, I believe, automatics cost more. It's a lot about availability and demand.
2: Right. Yeah, because if you go over to to Europe, um, especially, it's predominantly manual transmission, and also diesel is still a very common, or is like one yeah. of the more common um, yeah. vehicles because you know diesel fuel cheaper, and that's just the culture over there. Everybody drives a stick over there, and then over in America, everybody drives an automatic. So the stick
0: is kind of dry, uh, dying over here. Yep. That being said, uh, manual cars are kind of actually not becoming always cheaper because it is now a whole separate skew that manufacturers have to make through the right. um, mm. process and someone just dropping it all together um mm-hmm. toyota the original designer of the supra said they would have loved to do a manual in the supra but they wouldn't have made money from it so if there yep. is enough demand to justify it they'll do it but i promise you they won't because <laughs> as much as people like to say oh you know you should have made a manual Supra or a manual gtr the people actually buying those cars seem to not care. So I was
4: wondering about that too. Because the, the what people actually pay for something like the branding and like all that other stuff comes into play as well. I was on uh, I'm on Edmunds as we were talking about that. I was like comparing the prices, and this is a little off off the, the beaten path. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that used Maseratis were so cheap. I'm looking at one from uh, 2015. they are
0: super, super unreliable. Like a really
4: 2015 unreliable. Year. Maserati
0: Ghibli Ghibli Ghibli, Ghibli. Ghibli. no it's the same as Ghibli like the same as Studio oh, okay. Ghibli yeah twenty thousand
4: dollars for 2015 Maserati
0: what yeah but no but see so that's also like old Porsches are quite cheap but the parts don't you know depreciate with the value Correct. so your Porsche Boxster from 1999 can be you know ten thousand US dollars but the brakes will still cost three thousand US dollars and you need to get those done more than you think because yeah. there's no brake cooling. And ah. <laughs> it, it's stuff like that. Or like the PDK gearbox and Porsche Boxsters originally just dies all the time. It's super unreliable. The Ghibli from Maserati, again, there's a lot of engine problems with those and gearbox problems. And the interior trim looks like it's been put together by, well, a monkey. So the Maserati though. Yeah, you can get a cheap one. But then, you know, it's going to cost you way more than that in services and maintenance. No, 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 and Alex. My neighbor's this just selling means we have to. T- oh.
5: Sorry.
0: My
1: neighbor's selling their Maserati.
0: You should hit okay. him.
2: Nah. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no. Yeah. I said, Alex, this is what we should do. So, so he gets his cheap Maserati, and then we just go the way of the, uh, of the, uh, the, the millennial Honda owner, and just have him swap in an old like B series Honda motor in it.
0: No, the millennial <laughs> Honda owner. I'm you. Ah. See, millennials are old now, though.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, at least it wasn't me. <laughs> that's right.
4: I looked up what a the cheapest spot, like, so, oh, by the way, that Maserati is, uh, it's not the cheapest one I found, but just for funsies, I looked up what the cheapest Rolls Royce would be. And the cheapest Rolls Royce that I can find on Edmonds, 2011, $110,000. $34,000. Yeah.
3: I think the question that's on everybody's mind how much would a Frickfrock go for, and how many horsepowers does it get? oh gosh <laughs> but no I, so wait is branding not that because like okay this is the last i'll talk about it
4: because we we'll, we got things to do but is is maserati like is it not like really respected how come a bentley or like a rolls-royce is like five times as much for such an old car besides because i mean i gotta imagine the parts in a 2011 rolls-royce ghost have got to be hella expensive is there that much of a disparity
0: what between Rolls-Royce and Maserati? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely say so. Um oh, yeah, the, the build quality is astronomically different. Yeah, Maserati is a bit of an oddity because it's kind of a sister brand to Ferrari, but it's almost like I don't really know how to describe it. I mean, they've gotten a lot better in recent times, and again, a lot worse. Like they've gone through periods where they made amazing cars, 50s, 60s, 70s. And then they just drop off massively and make really terrible cars. But um it is really just like Ferrari's ugly stepsister. <laughs> so yeah, I think the reliability things, um, if you look at alphas a lot, alphas depreciate a lot because they have historically unreliable um cars. But yeah, even if even if the new cars aren't unreliable, it's it's just carries across. Oops, keeps the depreciation going. No, I'll, like I'll get myself
3: a centipede. body kit for a Bugatti and hold it in. Yeah. On my yes. Excuse me a second, gentlemen. I have to uh, kill a centipede.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you for that information.
0: Right. Well, I think we're about time to wrap it up anyway. Um, We've run out of tech topics to talk about. So, I think I got them. Thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, Senegal. Yeah. Anyway,
1: thank you for the update.
0: Yes. Well, thank you all for joining us in this uh, very up and down and musical
3: edition of the Extreme Hardware Podcast. It's going to be guys... really funny if Alex is too lazy to edit in the music. He <laughs> <laughs> just oh, can't I'm be
0: bothered, gonna... and people get confused. I'm going to have to edit in now. So. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Anyway, you guys have anything (laughs) to say before we end out since everyone's
3: chiming in? Uh, Yes, I would like to shill for Sir Sebastian's Candy Corner over on uh, YouTube. Sir Sebastian's Candy Corner, unaffiliated with any of us.
0: (laughs) So, Sir Sebastian, (laughs) a.k.a. Frick, what do you have to think about
3: Wow, (laughs) (laughs) Alex, you ruined it.
0: (laughs) Don't worry, I've ruined lots of things. So, what do you have to say about Sir Sebastian's Candy Corner? I say, if if you need a break from the world, go to Sir Sebastian's Candy (laughs) Corner. Right. (laughs) On that break from a world note, (laughs) goodbye and thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
5: Goodbye.
0: Bye. Yeah.